Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I am LJ. Across from me is one Mr. Oatman. What's good, party people? This week we're talking about Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. And why, you ask, is that? Well, it turns out they had a 25th anniversary of the film and in very limited release brought it to a few theaters around the country for the anniversary. So I dragged Michael to this movie. Kicking and screaming. Against his will, as he has done to me many a time. And uh, we're going to talk about it. We've been doing a whole lot of DC movies, the animated DC films of late. And this is kind of the, I think this is the first one from back in the day. And I don't think they did another one for quite some time. (laughs) But I saw this in the theater when I was a lad. And I had conflicted feelings about it. I've grown to love it over the years. But... Oatman does not have such a reverence for the Batman animated series as I do. As we all know, he hates cartoons. I do not hate cartoons. That's, what, that's not what I heard. <laughs> so, Oatman, I dragged you to this. I guess, you know, it's a 25-year-old film, so there, just be aware we're probably going to spoil things in this discussion. Starting now. Warning. All right, Oatman, what is your reaction to the first Batman animated film? I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. thought it was well done. I did like it. Not a huge cartoon guy. What? But, but uh, I've I've warmed to it since it's been <laughs> crammed down my throat. I've had to. To be fair, you have asked to watch most of those films we've, we've reviewed. Well, I mean, if you want to go with the line I was asking for it, sure. But, that was not how I was, I was but, putting it. But uh, I, uh, I, yeah, it was good. I thought it was, it was well made. I thought it was clever. I, I enjoyed it. This thing stars the number one Batman in my heart, Kevin Conroy. Also got Dana Delaney in here, who plays, she plays Andrea Beaumont. Either, I assume, I think it was after this, uh, when they made this Superman animated series, after this, she played Lois Lane in that. Mm, and, uh, this also has, of course, Mark Hamill, surprise. Is outstanding as a Joker. He's a, he's the best Joker. He's definitely a standout. He's outstanding. And we have uh, also in a brief role as Salvatore Vestra, Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda was in Abe Vigoda was in this thing. Uh-huh. He was the old man who came to the Joker being like, hey, he's coming after us. you got to help. <laughs> and turns out that was not a good idea. Mm-mm. Don't ask the Joker for help. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, it'll help you, but not the way you want. <laughs> not the way you want. Nope. So I don't think they did a restore on this. There were certain scenes that seemed blurrier. Definitely than- not. Then they should have been. Even at the time, I think there there were rumors that this was going to be like a made-for-TV movie, and at the last minute, kind of got put in theaters. Oh, so maybe that explains some of this. But it is, you know, there's more budget to it than the TV show ever had, and you can certainly see that in the final sequence with all the fires and explosions and so on. But mainly, this film it kind of breaks one of the rules of, I guess, if you want to think of it that way, of of storytelling, is that a, a good third of it seems like flashback. Uh, for sure. What'd you, what'd you think of that technique? I think it's well used here. Uh, I, I like the establishment of, of what it did. It confused me a couple times, but I thought it was, it was well done here. Only issues that I had with the film is I felt as though the reveal that they were trying to set up with the flashback didn't give me an, an, enough information to discern the identity of who the, the phantasm of was. Who the phantasm was, and so they did a lot of work with. I always like those reveals that a story maker can slip past me in front of my own eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't like it when I feel like they take a shortcut. 
Mm-hmm. I tend to enjoy those less. I, I like the, you know, sixth sense kind of thing where when you look at it, you're like, oh, of course. It was there all the time. This isn't one of those. Yeah. Um, the flashbacks set it up really well. And, and narratively, you kind of know the reveal just by how many characters are getting a, a lot of screen time. And you know it can't be this one, so it's probably that one. But in terms of setting it up so that it made sense, I didn't buy it. Like even just the, this is funny to say about a cartoon, but the form of the phantasm does not conform to the person that it turns out to be. No? No. Why not? Uh, because she's smaller. I'd have to go back and look. I, maybe. Yeah. Like I don't you, recall height. Yeah. I mean, you could just look and it doesn't look like that person. It does. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it's one of those things we're like, and when she finally takes it off, it's like, well, she doesn't have one shoulder pads. Why is, why does that look like that? And then there's also a small gap in the beginning, which is, it's a minor quibble. Oh, right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're not wrong where i was about like, this one well i was like oh that's a weird error and basically it's a scene where the phantasm runs after uh, an arch criminal and batman is right behind but for some reason batman doesn't appear for several minutes i don't know if he took a bathroom break or whatever it just is a little gap in the film that makes no sense but yeah the it's so that we can get the the reveal of the phantasm and the bad guy and the phantasm have an exchange and uh, Batman shows up conveniently after all of that's happened or just as it's ending, as is the case in too many films. So it is guilty of that as as, as well as many other films. But, uh, yeah, it's convenient. Largely, this is – the thing I like about this film I, that I didn't appreciate when I was younger is that a lot of this is really a Bruce Wayne story. True. And I and we don't get a lot of that. Um, that's a good point. Even in the, the, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy – as it were, for as much time as we spend with Bruce Wayne, we never really spend time with Bruce Wayne. That's a very good point. Even when he's Bruce Wayne, he's still kind of Batman. Yeah, there's sort of this, uh, there's definitely, there's definitely a, uh, decided decision to keep us distant from him at all times. Yes. We, we never get. In the a, live action movies. Yeah, we yeah. never get a look at him and they, they continue that here. That's very true. Uh, so and I, I mean, I think that's by design though. I don't know if that's because of, narrative laziness i think that's a design thing i don't know that i agree with that choice but in this movie uh yeah with sticking with bruce wayne yep you would prefer they just stick to the batman stuff well i to to forgive my language as my grandmother would say shit or get off the pot like mm-hmm. either either make a choice one way or the other but the straddle in the middle eh, i mean i could take or leave it but i i, I kind of like the idea you go one way or the other with it yeah, I, I, you know, I've made the argument it's neither fish nor fowl on various films we've, we've looked at. And, and this one, I'm not going to say it's a completely satisfying movie or narrative, but I, I enjoy it felt, it's like a breath of fresh air in a sense in that it isn't relentlessly just Batman doing Batman stuff. It's also not relentlessly dark, even though it is visually dark. Um, I can go with that. It's a little bit more human. Spending time with human beings. It doing, is. It is. Doing human beings stuff. Which just, I'm fine with. I just wish that in some of those moments where we're doing human being stuff that we get a little more of him than what we get. I feel like, um, some a of those. Bruce Wayne or Batman? Bruce Wayne. I think in some of those moments it's a little cutesy sometimes. It, for, yeah. For my taste. Uh, yeah. I'll, sure. I'll yeah. go with you there. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is an opportunity to actually create. Like I, I think about certain films, cartoons when I was younger that were so complex that when I saw them, I didn't even have 
the mental machinery to process them. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think of stuff like Robotech, like mm-hmm. how complex those cartoon relationships were between those characters. It took me 20 years to process some of that stuff with what was really happening. And now that I do have some of that machinery to process a more complex relationship, it would be nice to see it in a, in a Batman version. Uh, the Joker has a little bit of that undergirding, but I think sometimes some of the Bruce Wayne stuff they almost use as the comic relief moments to kind of undercut some of the seriousness of it. And, and I and I get what that is narratively, but it would be nice if they put some real kind of meat on the bones in some of those moments. I, I don't get a lot of that when I see. Yeah, I mean, this had some of that for me. But you're right. There's that, that cute moment where – and this is also there to clue us in to make the reveal at the end make some sense that she – when they meet on – and he's doing like jujitsu – yeah. Uh, and she takes him down. It's supposed to be cute, but it's also there to – it serves some narrative purpose. Yeah, I get it. But you're right. It is a little too cute. I think a little bit about The Killing Joke, which is one of the first cartoon films where I really was like, oh, wow, this is what cartoons could be. Yeah, there's no Bruce Wayne in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, I don't think you ever see Bruce Wayne. No, I don't think you ever see <laughs> that thing. But I, uh, but I felt some of the relationships were really kind of complicated and – Something I had to grapple with a little more. They weren't just cutesy, cutesy stuff. Yeah, and and to be fair, I, I think to this film that we're coming to the, that movie is informed. Uh, everything they've made in the past ten years is informed by everything they did back in the nineties. That that's fair. Uh, it, they, it's still, almost a build in a way. Yes, absolutely. That it, makes sense. There's no way they could have made the Killing Joke in '93 or whatever yeah, that it was. Makes sense. Uh, that just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, that makes sense. So if you looking at you know with that historical lens, I think they did everything they were allowed to do. And part of <laughs> and, and part of it for me is is um, my experience and interface with cartoons is all out of context. Yeah, it's all you know in a jumble in terms of certainly chronology. So like I'm just seeing stuff. Like there's one thing they snuck into this movie that I don't think was ever in any of the at least the early Batman animated stuff is when the Joker gets punched by Andrea at one point she punches him like square in the jaw and he loses a tooth like there's blood on the screen man yeah. like that's that was huge at the time like it just did not happen yeah um, it was real yeah and so it was one of those moments like oh and uh, and you know we take it for granted now but at the time yeah it reminds me this is totally different but I was watching I remember the Transformer movie oh when, boy when it came out as you got the touch well no you know I used to watch the, I used to watch the show <laughs> yeah I just, and they, yeah. they would be shoot and nobody ever hits anybody yeah, and so then in the movie like oh I, I yeah. think he's dead yeah. <laughs> like, like people were getting damaged I was like well, this is the movie was very traumatic I was like this is really violent like <laughs> Like, why, why are people going down? Now, ironically, now here's the great irony of that, is that they killed off all those characters for market reasons. Really? That was a, that was a Hasbro, we want to make money on new action figures mandate. So storytelling-wise, they got not only permission, but it was a mandate to kill off a lot of those characters because they wanted to sell new toys. Yeah, that makes sense. So that movie is about introducing a ton of new toys. Yeah. So they kill off all those guys, and it's yeah. traumatic in the yeah. first yeah, that's twenty so minutes. Sad. I just remember like uh, he's not getting up. <laughs> I think he's. I think yeah. He's... <laughs> it, now the here's where the problem was. All the characters they replace him with are garbage. The garbage. <laughs> Rodmus Prime. Are you kidding me? <laughs> We spend the whole movie with this nothing. Oh my god! Yes, character, you out of your mind. You get rid of Peter Cullen, the voice of Transformers. Are you out of your 
GD mine. Pardon my acronym. Rawhide French. is shot dead. Excuse uh, me. Uh, what? <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I remember. I just remember thinking, oh, I guess the movies are different than the cartoon. Yeah, and you want to see even crazier? Have you seen the GI Joe movie? I have. Holy crap! I, I don't know what was going on in that thing. Like that thing is a fever dream of madness. Oh, anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Batman. Yeah. So. You know, thumbs up. I enjoyed it. If you haven't checked it out. I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good. Like I said, I, I fell in love with the Joker in this thing. I just He's great. It great. Is this the first Mark Hamill Joker you've encountered? No, I've seen it. I've seen Mark Hamill Joker. Okay. Before. All right. But I just thought he was particularly good in this Actually, film. he was in The Killing Joke as well. Yeah. 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 It was both it, these actors. were. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was particularly good. I thought it was, you know, solid. I had a quibble here and there, but I, I enjoyed the experience. You know what we're going to have to do next, or in the not-too-distant future, is Batman Beyond. Okay, I'm there. Return of the Joker. I'm down. You give me some Joker and I'm in it. Well, you won't be in it. Well, I mean, I won't be in the film. And Mark Hamill will be in the film. Mark Hamill will be in it, but I'm there. I'm there to witness. I I got you. I was confused. Sorry. (laughs) We're on the Apple Podcast app. We are on the Google Play Music Store. Check out our website, disagreepodcast.com. And please tell a friend or an enemy about the show. It's the only way this thing will grow. And with that, we will talk at you next week. Bye-bye. Peace and chicken grease. (laughs) 